Welcome to this week's episode of Bussin, the Greenville Transit Podcast. I'm really excited to welcome Kaylee Cleek, who is the Transit Planning Manager for Greenlink, here to, unfortunately everyone, her office this week. So we are not riding on a bus today. So Kaylee, welcome to the podcast, and uh, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, just so just so our listeners know, the reason that we're um, it's a very planning specific issue happened today with the buses. That is why we're not we're having to record here in your office is because the bus was late. I was on a bus and I was running behind, and all the buses pull out at half after mm-hmm. half past. Um, and so I got in a little bit after that. The bus that I was on did, and by the time we all got connected, the buses had had left um, for their next route. So. We could have waited for an hour, right? Because that's yep. our current frequency here on Greenlink is once an hour. Um, but instead, we've taken refuge in here in your office. So thanks for letting us, <laughs> thanks for being flexible with us, Kaylee. Sure thing. Yeah. Well, well, how does how does that type of thing, like buses and on time and all that sort of thing, how much of your job is, you know, part of that is trying to figure out those routes and timing them right and all that sort of thing. So I'm sure this happens. I know it does. It happens mm-hmm. every so often where there's a bus that sort of just gets behind due to maybe an accident or or just more traffic than expected, that sort of thing. So what part of your job is, is impacted by those sort of things? Sure. So planning's heavily involved in that, um, particularly on the policy side of things. So when I first got here, which was like four years ago, we had a policy where all the buses would wait until every bus was inside the terminal before they would leave. And with that, we started to have issues with cascading times. So let's say that we all waited on one bus. That bus was five minutes late. Well, the next round, every bus is now a few minutes extra behind. And so throughout the course of the day, you're getting further and further behind. And then all of a sudden, you're behind on an entire run. So planning steps in and says, okay, what kind of policies can we put in place here? Why are those routes being late? What can we do to eliminate the issues there? And so one of the things that we did was create the policy where the buses won't wait for every single bus before they pulse out. So when it hits 8.30, 10.30, we're gone, right? The other thing that planning does is, like I said, looks at individual routes. So at one point in time, we looked at Route 508. That one tends to be... um fairly late as well. And so we looked at potentially cutting off the last part of 508. We took it to the riders. The riders said, absolutely not. We want to be able to get to the very end of Route 508. And so we ended up not moving forward with that cut. But if they had said yes, then planning would have gone forward with the cut and kind of done everything that we needed to do to implement that. Okay. So, and and there's a lot of steps that are that go into those kind of changes on routes and things like that. Can you talk me through how that, how that process is, I mean, you first come up with the idea, you run it by ridership, you have to get surveys, you have to do public hearing. Do you have to do public hearings for any sort of route changes as well? So let's go back to the example of Route 508. Uh, this was a couple of years ago. We realized that it was continually behind. It was an issue that the riders brought to our attention that we were watching on our side of things because we look at all the data. And so we took it to our board and we said, this is an issue. Can we take a look at it? The board said, yes, absolutely. Go forward. So we developed a whole bunch of different 
alternatives for how to fix this. Then we took it to the public. But before we take it to the public, we have to tell the public we're going to bring it to them. So that's about a 30-day process where we just say, hey, heads up, we're going to have public hearings. Then we actually have the public hearings, the public meetings, discuss it with the public, get their feedback. That's either an in-person survey, um, an online survey, meeting people on the buses. Like for 508, we actually had a... um, a voting box that we had put on the route. And so you just took the picture of the route that you would prefer and you stuck it in the box. And so that was another way for us to kind of get people to give us that feedback that we were looking for. So after we get the feedback, we take it back to the board and we say, here's what we were planning to do. We've readjusted it based off of what the public told us. And so this is what we're proposing to do moving forward with route 508. We wanted to cut off the last part of it, but we had a ton of people saying that's really just not what we're looking for here. We'd rather be late than not have service. And so we then proposed to the board, okay, let's do a policy change. And so the policy change was that the all the buses wouldn't stop or wait in the terminal for 508 when it came in late or any bus. Um, and so that's what we've been doing the past probably year, two years or so. Okay. And that helps with those cascading times, like you said. So that way everyone's not, because I, I thought about that when I was um, actually just talking to somebody on the bus as we were running late. <laughs> um, and she had said that earlier in the day, she had had to wait for an hour because she had missed the transfer when she got in to the, into the transit center. And um, so she had to wait and then she rode the bus out and here she's, you know, kind of coming back in the same way. And one of the things that we were talking about was um, she said, oh, I wish they, they used to wait. And she said that yeah. the buses used to wait if, if something was running behind. And, and I said, yeah, but what would it feel like if you were on a whole different route and then you were late to work because some bus, there was a, you know, some traffic jam on some route that didn't even impact you. It was all the way across the county or something like that. And she chuckled and she said, yeah, that would actually really make me mad. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it really would. So it, it makes a lot of sense that you guys have that policy in place. Um, because if, if one route gets behind, it's, it doesn't impact all the rest of them like that. Yeah, we're trying to impact negatively the least amount of people. Yeah. And so that's how we solve that problem, at least for now. Yeah. No, I think that totally makes sense. Well, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today um, is introduce the transit development plan in kind of some more detail to our listeners. So I've mentioned it in a lot of our previous podcasts with different guests and talked about different sections of it and different ideas and that sort of thing. What is the current transit development plan? Like what is the year span um, for implementation? And that's my first question. And then the second part of that is how do you develop something like that? Like what are the processes you told us about changing a route? Mm -hmm. So kind of tell us a little bit about what goes into a, a TDP. So let me give you a little bit of history on yeah. ours. Okay. So back in 2017, um, our board decided that they wanted to look at what can we do to fix our existing route system without having to expend any more money, right? Because we don't have extra money to be able to implement these changes. Otherwise, we already would have. So that's called a comprehensive operations analysis or COA. We conducted that. And actually, my first project when I got here was installing about 90 new bus stops that were ADA compliant to um, implement the COA. So basically, that just looked at taking existing routes and rerouting them a little bit or making routes bi-directional so they go up one side of the street and they come back the other side of the street. So that was kind of step one. After that was in place... In 2018, we developed the transit development plan, and that is supposed to look at a span of the next five years or so. So it's 2020 to 2024. 
but ours is actually a little bit more robust. So it looks at 2029 and beyond because we're looking at adding a bunch of extra routes as well. So we have that element. Then in 2021, we decided to do an update to the TDP for a few reasons, but primarily because Greenville is just constantly changing and it's updating. And we've had tons of conversations with different agencies, whether they're nonprofits or um, major corporations who are interested in kind of, well, definitely improving transit in Greenville, right? So we did that update. And with the update, we looked at um, a few things. But let me back up to the TDP. So the TDP is pretty easy to remember. The first step is to expand our weekday service to 11.30 p.m. We did that. So now we're 5.30 to 11.30, whereas we were going 5.30 to 7.30 for the longest time. The second step is to increase that time frame for Saturday. So we want Saturday to match our weekday service. Saturdays right now, you're running from 8.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. We'd like to get to 5.30 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. We haven't been able to do that because we don't have enough bus drivers. So that's where we're a little stuck right now. Mm-hmm. So After, it's not a funding thing right now. So it would no. be you've got open positions for bus drivers. Um, and so for any of our listeners, if you know anyone yes. who would like to be a bus driver, that's a that's a great option right now as people are you guys are hiring and you'll train someone and that sort of stuff as well. Yes, we will train you and we'll even give you a bonus for joining us. So definitely check that out. Um So we have the money to implement that, just not the people. The next step would be increasing frequency. And we actually do have enough funding for the capital piece of that for the buses. So we have the capital money. We don't have the operating money. Even though we do have the capital money, we won't be able to do increased frequencies until the new maintenance facility is online. And that's looking like it'll be about 2024. So once the maintenance facility is in place, we have the buses, we have the drivers, we can get to 30 minute frequency which is really exciting. And that would help us be on the bus a lot more for these types of podcasts. After- That's really why we're using frequency <laughs> yes. is so bussing can be on the, be on the buses all the time. <laughs> so then after that, we want to add Saturday frequency. So the 30 minute frequencies would start on the weekdays and then we would add Saturdays. And then after that, we would add Sunday service. After all of that is said and done, we want to actually implement about 15 new routes as well. Okay. So you're going to, kind of invest in the routes that we have right now mm-hmm. and make that get them to 30 all of them to get 30 minute service seven days a week and then after that you guys are adding new routes as well after that's the final kind of part of that and they would be 5 30 to 11 30 5 30 a.m to 11 30 p.m every 30 minutes that's the plan there are a few that are longer and they probably be about every 45 minutes but in general yes okay see that's so exciting and if you We'll put some in the show notes. We'll put a link to the TDP in the show notes mm-hmm. for people so that they can look at it themselves. But one of the things I like to look at is the the map of the proposed routes, which I know is not final and, and may change depending on where Greenville grows and kind of where the needs are. But it becomes really exciting when you think about the routes going from Traveler's Rest all the way down to Fountain Inn, from Easley all the way over to GSP, to the airport, yeah. and then kind of really intentionally internal to the county um, you know, like I said, like you said, doubling the route so that there's so many more places that people can go and so many more people that are within walking distance of a bus stop. Mm -hmm. So when you guys are coming up with those routes, do you look at like population growth? Like how many years are you looking out? Are you talking to city and county planning as well to see what they have 
you know, happening on their end? I mean, how, how is it that you can anticipate the best places to be? That really comes from a lot of different sources, right? So we try to keep a good pulse on what development's going in in the cities and the county. Uh, We have conversations with city leadership, whether that's the city of Greenville or Malden or Fountain Inn or Simpsonville or any of the above. We actually check in with their like planning departments, zoning departments, and kind of readjust our planned routes based off of what they're telling us. We talk to a lot of different individuals in the government realm, but also nonprofits and public agencies as well. Um, With a TDP update, we were actually able to upload an economic development layer that we didn't have access to beforehand. And so it looked at potential job opportunities for individuals who have a GED or less throughout the whole of Greenville County. And so we were able to actually develop a couple of routes based off of where we might be able to capture the most potential um, ridership for job opportunities. Oh, that's really exciting because I think that's an important part of the TDP that I think a lot of people may not be aware of is the access to that economic mobility. Um, And so we've talked about that. I've talked about that with different guests on the podcast before, but how that really is linked to you can get where you need to go and and be somebody that's showing up to work on time, ready to go, or showing up to maybe a class you need to take for a certificate to get a raise or to try for a new job or any of those things. It just opens up so many avenues for people um, when it comes to their own personal economic stability. It does. Yeah. Well, that's really neat. So, Kaylee, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into planning. Um, I know you were recently recognized as one of the 40 under 40 nationally by Mass Transit. So you're a rising star and you're here in Greenville, you know, keeping all this stuff straight. So tell us a little bit about how you ended up here. So I think like every other transit professional, I just kind of fell into it. Um, So I went to the University of Georgia, did the whole political science degree public administration master's degree thing ended up in macon georgia at a regional commission the middle georgia regional commission in their planning department so i did um, planning and grant writing for about 30 31 different communities in middle georgia and so i got to touch a lot of different topics and i learned a lot on the fly i loved it didn't love macon so much at the time it wasn't the best place for a young 20-year-old. And so my best friend ended up moving to Greenville. Um, she's an occupational therapist, and she had a clinical here. And we have a pact where we always help each other move. So I helped her move here. And then I just kept visiting her. And I was like, wow, Greenville is amazing. Like, I'm from southwest Georgia. It's a small town. Greenville is the big city to me. And so I just decided, you know, you know what? I want to move here. And so I ended up looking online And I found the city of Greenville had a transit planning and grants coordinator position open, which I would say is fairly rare. You normally see a planner position or a grants position. And so this kind of took my two loves and merged them together in one role. Um, I applied, ended up getting it, and been here ever since. Okay. What is it that you like best about transit and about buses? What What is that about? I think my favorite part about transit or transit planning in particular is that you're making decisions and you're changing things and you get to see the impact of that fairly quickly. Um, we can change a route. It might take us a year because we have to go through all the planning and buying the infrastructure and talking to the public about it, but you get to see that actually change. And it's really nice to be able to help people get to where they want to go and to be able to do that on a fairly 
quick time frame compared to most planning opportunities or planning jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, while you need to know what's coming, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now so that you can have, you know, accurate plans, the immediacy of the impact of those changes that you're making is, sounds like it's very um, rewarding for you. It is. We're helping people now. Yeah. I think that's great. Well, when you think, when you look forward to this next stage for GreenLink and kind of the hopes that you have around uh, both funding, right, so that we can implement the TDP, um, what is it that you'd like our listeners to know about that? Like, what is it about it that you feel like is most important? I think what's most important is that I want people to tell us what they want. I want to hear feedback. I want them to contact us and say, you know, I really think that there needs to be a new bus shelter here or I'd love a route over here. Because even though it might be slow, we are listening and we take all of that feedback and we put it into our plans. And so as an individual, you can have an impact on our public transit system. And I think that's very exciting. And everybody should give their feedback so that we can make this a good public transit system for everybody in Greenville. Well, that is wonderful. Kaylee, thank you for being here and doing such a great job here at GreenLink. I know that we're very lucky to have you and you're very good at your job. Um, And I'm glad that even though I miss the bus, uh, that that you were still able to join me on the podcast this week. Sure thing. Thank you. Bussin', the Greenville Transit Podcast, has been brought to you by Greenville Connects and is produced by the Greenville Podcast Company. Please make sure to check us out and give us five stars so everybody can find us. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.